this is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Janine Lewis. Today is a Monday, October 14th, 2019. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Mallory B. Richardson is a Native American influencer and a member of the Halawa Saponi tribe. She is the CEO of the Platform Experience, a North Carolina-based fashion house that provides multiple services, including wardrobe styling and model coaching. She is also the creator and producer of Crusade of Curves, North Carolina's first and only curvy community fashion week, and she is the founder of Buku, Rally's premier plus-size nonprofit support network for career development, wellness, and service. Mallory is nominated as Emerging Female Model of the Year for the inaugural Full Figured Industry Awards, November 2nd in New York, and we're going to learn more about that and everything she has going on. Let's welcome Mallory to the show. Hi, Shanice. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest for this evening's interview, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you today, and I especially wanted to spotlight you today because today we are celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, briefly tell us why we should celebrate that instead of Columbus Day for those that don't get it. Well, (laughs) this is something that my community continues to educate people on. For years in grade school, we've been taught that Christopher Columbus discovered America. And um, for those of us that are fully educated, especially those of brown descent or Native people or other minority populations, there is a different take on the Americanized or version of what Christopher Columbus brought to the U.S. And when he arrived here, there were already people, my ancestors here, um, known as Indigenous people. There were already Um, working, functioning, cultivating communities, developing their own languages and best practices within the home. And all of a sudden, it just is strange to me that we as a culture um, let things be taught to us that we know aren't true and then in some cases don't really know how to advocate for ourselves in the classroom or when being challenged about our historical um, places and the things that we've been as been through as people um, to one another. And I think that it doesn't always come from a place of love from one another to educate, but people get combative about it. And I think that that's a real stigma and it's unfortunate because at this present day and time, you would think that we are more interested in learning and loving more about our differences than we're, we are holding on to things of the past or things that were mistaught to us. So um, in brief, why you should celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day is because some of the aforementioned statements, Indigenous people were here first. Um, 
Christopher Columbus got lucky enough to meet us, but our experience was not um, one that anybody in present day would want to experience um, with a person of that stature. So nobody would like their kids being taken from their home and being taught um, different from what they were used to, being told they had to have different names than what they were given by their birth parents, or being enslaved um, to white families or um, white communities. So nothing about that is anything that I would ever want to celebrate. And no matter that it impacted my people for any um, persons of color that have experienced enslavement, beating, torture, um, things like that, who would want to celebrate that? So we celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. And this year, D.C. has acknowledged it. North Carolina has been celebrating it here where I reside for years. It's a widespread um, uniform effort that I think in the years to come, it will be celebrated everywhere. And also, you know, sometimes people say, oh, that was so long ago. That has nothing to do with me. But the effects of a lot of things from our past affect us today. When your land is stolen and your people are building wealth for others with free labor, we should be wealthy. (laughs) Our family should have (laughs) generational wealth. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And some people that don't know a lot about Native American background as well is we have some Latin family that celebrates Indigenous Peoples Day. These these relationships and bloodlines extend far beyond what some people are even educated about because there are um, Taino, Latin American people from Port, what is now present-day Puerto Rico, and they too are sisters in brown skin, sisters and brothers in brown skin that are celebrating alongside us Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, and then they had Hispanic Heritage Month just before us, and then, of course, there's Black History Month that we all need to be, everybody needs to be celebrating all these populations because these populations really um, built what this land is has turned into and gave um, America culture. Okay. So I just need people to be very clear about that. Yes. And you work in fashion. Are you Mm -hmm. offended when you see retailers have Columbus day sales? Shanice, (laughs) it was everything I could do this morning. Um, yes, I've been at my present retail job for nine years, but this year made it a little different for me. I got promoted and I'm into management now. So my store manager and I really have honestly a great relationship, um, but she knows my background as well. She knows how I identify and she knows a lot of the things that I do outside of my retail role there. So this morning, um, I don't think she thought anything about it, but she complimented me on my attire, and she was like, oh, my God, you look so boho today. And here I am wearing a printed shrock that has um, probably a replica of what Navajo have created in their artistry. And I had my traditional um, jewelry pieces on, and I wore traditional moccasins. So I'm like, okay, instead of you acknowledging what it really is, you identified as boho, which is an Americanized, Americanized version of what our people really look like and have styled like for years. So then, furthermore, we went on into a conversation, and she said, oh, the GM emailed us and said, yeah, y'all might have a lot of traffic since it's Columbus Day. 
And I just kind of blankly stared at her. And I said, thankfully, we don't celebrate that here. Because we don't. <laughs> like, as a brand. <laughs> like, and, I, and I said it the way that I said it, to be very twofold and frank. Like, as a brand, we don't do anything for, quote, unquote, Columbus Day. And I'm sitting here looking at you um, from an indigenous space. And for some reason, it didn't click with you that that may not be the best thing to kind of start my day. <laughs> like, right. I had a way of nipping it and not talking about it um, anymore. And I think that some people get so hemmed up in traditions that they don't even realize are offensive to other people, that they, as a um, non-of-color community, think still to a degree that assimilate into their point of view is is the only point of view. And I think that's where we have to really um, dig deep and when challenged, be able to speak intelligently about things. Um, Yeah, even to today. And people are going to still teach their kids. And I should have posed the question and asked, you know, do you teach your kids that? Do they know the real story? Or are you educating them in any kind of way around that? And then people are like, oh, well, you're in my business. But then my thought is, well, you offended me first. (laughs) Like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to extend the olive branch to be able to explain and do it in a way that it's conversation, you know? So Yes. So let's talk about you growing up for a minute. Um, Were you Mm -hmm. confident growing up? Tell me about your body image growing up Native. In that culture, are plus-size people accepted or rejected? Great question. I think that we are accepted more um, because we don't really have those, we have more full bodies than non. Um, We accept the fuller women and men bodies in the community. They are big and tall men there as well. Um, And in some aspects, my cousins and I have joked that we're fuller on the front and less on the back. So because I am, um, I guess I used to make a joke about it because I'm a mixed race as well. Like, I guess I, I got blessed and I get full on all sides. But um, <laughs> historically in my community, there are a lot of women that are fuller in the bus um, and have larger bellies and are um, not what fashion the fashion world would identify as a body type that is, is well sought after. Um, so there are some different types of body types. And for that reason, I feel like we embrace each other more um, within that community than an outsider would. Um, and I think that, again, that comes into where we as plus size, where we in some cases as minority plus size women operate in, in a industry that's not um, mirroring that, um, mm-hmm. coming up with these ideals of what, the the perfect body type is and who says that pairs or figure eight is the only like that's the preferred body type and um as an independent just as a younger woman I used to have self-confidence issues I've always been plus size um I was always kind of the fuller cousin amongst my smaller cousins and even my two younger sisters are smaller framed than me and always have been. So it was kind of like 
figuring out my place and how I felt about me. Um, and it took me some time, Shanice. I'll tell you, I was well into my adulthood before I ever became really comfortable with my body. I just knew I was awesome with putting looks together with the body I had. So 15, 16, I was starting to play and, like, trying to figure out hair and makeup and what did I like on my body type, what colors. And I was always a person of, of style, and I love bags and colors. So I'm like, how do I make myself look good and feel better about myself, even though from the inside out it's not quite working? Is there a way that I can feel good by looking good? Because we embrace that notion, too, on days that you put a little more effort into your look. You just uh, naturally feel a little bit better about yourself. So that's how I slowly got into the fashion industry because I like putting looks together. So that's where the business behind um, me being a clothing stylist got me into pageantry and then into plus-size modeling. So that's kind of how all of that spearheaded. So how did you initially discover the plus-size community? Was it social media, an event? What was it that introduced you to the community? So I did the Miss Full Figure North Carolina pageant in 2015. I It was the first time it was um, had here in North Carolina and produced. And so I had done a couple of pageants prior to that, but they weren't body specific. So I'm like, oh, wow, somebody, a designer friend of mine said, hey, I really think you would be great at this. And so I went forth, I competed, I was from Miss Congeniality, and then along that journey, I met a fellow plus native model here, um, Nikki Jacobs, and her and I ended up becoming really good friends, and she brought me into the industry. She said, I think that you have another another outlet for everything that you can bring to this industry, not just pageantry, not just styling. I think you have a real shot in modeling. So I'm like, okay. So really, she took me under her wing, and at the time, she was and probably will remain along with myself as one of the only Native plus-size models definitely out of North Carolina, um, because I think in total, it's maybe five or six is really practicing and, and working and developing that skill, but at the time, it was her and I, and she represented the Lumbee tribe and myself, Hollow Asapone, and we traveled together. She helped me experience what it was like to get on the road and to be pinching pennies and going to casting calls and knowing what a, an appropriate book looked like and meeting and networking with the right people. So if I had to say anybody really brought me in and helped groom me and show me, bring me alongside with them with their experiences in the plus size modeling phase, it was Nikki, it was Nikki Jacobs. So do you think there is um, native representation lacking in the plus community? Because you said it's only a I few do. models representing. Mm-hmm. I do think there is a, a shortage there. I think we can do better, but I definitely think that not just with native models, I think that there's a shortage of other types of color um, that are minority on the runway or in print campaigns and ads. We are getting better. Um I was just discussing recently that the surge of red women and red men that are influencers, my brothers and sisters in the Southwest or the West Coast, it is growing. 
so rapidly because every day I'm looking for more influencers of Native descent to follow on Instagram. And when I'm looking at the increase of designers, makeup artists, creative artists, and they're getting flown out and traveled all over the world because they're like, wait, we didn't even know you guys were skilled in this space. But I'm like, why not? Artistry is a part of who we are and culturally, like, has always been there. So I definitely think we're headed in the right direction. I think that we have those shortages, not because the industry is not willing to open up to them, but I think that it's a more traditionalist standpoint from the community. Um, Myself, Shanice, since I'm from a state-recognized tribe, we call those tribal communities versus what the Navajo or the Diné would consider a um, living on the res, on a reservation, because they're federal. So we, we observe terms like that to differentiate. But in our tribal communities, we are taught very traditionally. Um, it's been a lot for some people from my community to kind of see me in this light, um, I have picked up um, brands that I work for that have produced lingerie, and some people from my community can't quite, you know, wrap their heads around things that, that they're a client and this is a job and it's a very tasteful way to still be a woman of color, of curves, and comfortable in her skin, but doing a job. And so I think that we have to open up a little bit Mindset-wise, because fashion just never seemed like it was at the forefront of the kitchen table when you were talking to your parents about what you wanted to do in life. Right. You know, like it's a, it's a, we want our kids to go to school because so many didn't go to college. And now those rates are jumping through the roof exponentially. Like natives are going to school, they're getting trades. But then there's that sliver of native youth that say, hey, I don't quite know what I want to do. And even if I go to school or pick up a trade, they might identify themselves as an influencer or creative and be able to earn a living a different kind of way. And what does that look like? And how are our communities talking with them about how to hone in on those skills and really monetize them and what a brand looks like? So I think we got a ways to go, but... I definitely think um, the younger generations and the millennials being more represented online and with brands and in collaborations where our youth are seeing them, it becomes something that feels real to them and not just so far-fetched. It just is out of reach. Now, tell me about your company, The Platform Experience. So the platform experience was created originally as the dollhouse in 2014. I was only offering styling consultative services, so I would get requests from ladies, predominantly ladies. Every now and then I would um, support men, and I still will, um, that were undergoing lifestyle changes. They could have had a promotion or recently had a baby and most plus women have been at one end or the other end of the spectrum and plus. So going from size 12 to 20 and feeling okay with where their new fashion is with their new body. How, how am I going to be best represented in my new skin? So people would seek me out to say, Hey, help dress me for where I am in life right now. I want to feel good about myself and I want my fashion to adequately speak for where I am presently. So I started 
in that space. And shortly thereafter, with um, the introduction that I had with the pageantry system for plus size, I noticed that there was a deficit. I said, wait, what's happening in North Carolina? Because now I'm geared up, ready to go. I'm like, everybody's not meant for pageantry life. Um, Some people aren't a part of a sorority. And I want everybody to feel like there is a community or some type of group because we all want to feel like we belong, Shanice. We all want to feel like we have some connectivity to something that's larger than us. So it shifted my view to say, okay, what can I do to create a space for those ladies? So I'm going to earmark that thought. And then at the same time, I said, wait, is this the only thing for plus people in North Carolina? And the answer was yes. So Crusader Curves was um, dripped about for about two years prior to its conception, inception. And that was in 2017. I kicked off the very first one. So I said, well, how can I merge these worlds? Like, Crusader Curves is one isolated event, but I have so much to offer in speaking. People were coming up to me after my experience at the Face of Four Figure Fashion Week in 2017, which was another phenomenal, really, opportunity for me to elevate my platform, hence the platform experience serving as a heightened experience for anybody that's looking for anything fashion education, um, tutorial and consultative services, as well as business development. We're doing some of that. If you have a fashion business and and a a concept and an idea, we'll help groom you and and give you tips and guidance, do monthly consultations. Um, But it's also the fashion house that produces Crusade of Curves. So it's the umbrella organization for everything that Mallory B. does, fashion um, and influencer-based. If that so, you have some casting calls coming up for your Crusade of Curves fashion show. Tell us um, where they will be, and do you have the date for your 2020 show yet? Yes, I do. Um, our first casting will take place next Sunday, October the 20th, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, unfortunately, the registration did close, but if you're listening to this, feel free. Um, probably for the next 48 hours, I'll say that. The next 48 hours, for anybody that listens to this, I will accept the email registration. Um, you can send a email to crusadeofcurves at gmail.com. For anybody that didn't get the good news and knowing that the registration was open, for this coming Sunday, October 20th, in Charlotte, North Carolina. For the first year, we will be doing a casting tour. So a sponsor, Vanity Bravar, um, has afforded me the opportunity out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to cast ladies and gentlemen in Philly. So on Sunday, November the 3rd, the Crusader Curves team will travel and um, process the model call for the first time in a different state. So we will be in Philadelphia. Again, if there are any men or women, because we are casting both genders for um, the the 2020 production, if you're hearing this recording um, or the interview, uh, you can send me an email within 48 hours, and I will manually provide you the information for the casting locations because those, those details will be forwarded to registrants only. 
Um, and we did it this way because I felt like with the number of people that would want to come and um, the type of candidates we're looking for, we want polished, prepared, people that already have great images that can submit, that read and understand deadlines and the importance of that even before they get in front of us. So that's why we're having a closed registration. I had a phone call just last night. Um, stay tuned. There may be one more casting location, but that that's pending right now, or else I would, I would drop the dime on it. But our event date for 2020 is April the 2nd through April the 5th, 2020. And our events will take place in Charlotte, North Carolina. So a lot of newness this year, Shanice, because for the past three years, all events have been in Raleigh, North Carolina, Raleigh-Durham area. And for the first time, we're, we're moving to a different part of the state and really um, impacting a new audience and expanding and hoping to get some of our sisters and brothers out of Atlanta up into the Carolinas because Charlotte is a lot closer for them. So we have a lot of really great things in store for anybody that's interested. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crusade of Curves. And then our website is www.thecrusadeofcurves.com. Now, real briefly, tell me about your nonprofit organization, Buku. Now, do you say it like that? You say it in the French yes! way? We okay. do say it in the French way. You did an amazing job with enunciation because so many times we um, hear people, like, struggle with it. But the name was derived um, in, a, in a personal conversation I was having, and the person said, one day we were just kind of chit-chatting and said, one day you're going to make Buku money. Buku this and Buku that. And I said, you know what? What is the real term for Buku? And Mallory is actually a French name, too. So I'm like, well, let me look this up. And so I'm like, wait, an abundance, out of this world, vivacious, like bigger than life is all I was think- thinking. And it was like, merci beaucoup. So I'm like, you know what? I think I like this. It's different, and it describes plus-size women. We are something extra and out of this world, and we deserve that much more love. So I developed it as a, um, I don't want to say spinoff, but as another entity to support full-frame bodies here in North Carolina that didn't have a place of belonging. Um, In my time with the pageant, some girls loved the relationships they created, but they weren't into the frou-frou of being told how to speak and diction and speaking in front of large groups of people or dancing, performing. They didn't really like that. And then if they didn't have an affiliation with a um, sorority or another civic organization, they felt like they didn't have a place. So what I did was I created one. Um, Buku was created ideally for women that had interest in some type of fashion um, derived business. So whether designer, blogger, um, model, influencer, stylist, it was a way to help cultivate their career development as well as promote health and wellness in the plus community and celebrate sisterhood, create a relationship amongst women, and it didn't have to be um, in these other types of groups. And then it gave us a way to really bond with each other and create a presence for the community and giving back, too. So for years, we've done back-to-school drives. We've donated um, cans and to families during the holiday. We've done that together, rallied 
amongst each other. And the organization is really being revamped in 2019, but 2020, we are going to be back and better than ever. And the relationships are very much still there. Now, you have been nominated for Emerging Female Model of the Year at the inaugural Full Figured Industry Awards. Are you excited about that? I will say this, Shanice, any time that your work is really being acknowledged, put on a platform in a way for multitudes of people from all over and different walks of life to celebrate, it's something to really be thankful for. So I am absolutely thankful and excited about my nomination. Um, Oftentimes, I don't think we appreciate what each other are out here doing and enough. But I will say that this is an attempt to really make sure we are acknowledging the efforts of people that really have continued to jab at it and to keep going day after day, even as things get tough and discouraging. So for that, I am really excited. Yes. And um, do you like that uh, not only are they – uh, celebrating people in the plus community, but it brings like a spirit of unity when some people in the community are so cutthroat. You know, I I despise that. I really hate that about the community. Um, yes, I think that it is trying to really unite amongst. I think that um, getting together and creating a forum to really celebrate what each other is doing in more ways than one, even if it was outside of like an award space, but really just having the opportunity um, to be with each other, to talk about greatness. And let's even, even in the sad times and the times where things aren't um, as exciting for us individually, to be able to really just use those moments to really connect. I think that ultimately connecting to good people on your path and your journey, that's really the best part. And it's probably, Shanice, one of the most challenging parts about this industry because it is so the way that it is. Um, I think that we all are going to have our own specific calling setbacks, and that has nothing to do with, our inability sometimes it has everything to do with timing and what a higher source has waiting for us either way. So it's no need to be snide to the next person um, that gets that opportunity. So I do think that this is a great way to really celebrate what others are doing with or without an award. Um, I will still have been thankful for the opportunity to be nominated and humbled at all the work that has really gone into my nearly five-year career. Yes. And do you have anything else that we could be on the lookout for, anything else we should know about that I didn't mention? Well, the Platform Experience has offered its first model mentor series international. Um, Because of some changes that have happened globally with our initial location of the Dominican Republic, Um, Some things have changed, but stay tuned. Um, There will be some announcements coming shortly with that and some newness um, to come down the pike outside of what we have discussed, maybe some 
other exciting announcements for the platform experience in 2020. So just stay tuned. Follow our platforms on Facebook and Instagram. It's at the platform experience on Facebook, and it's EXP on Instagram, at Crusade of Curves on both Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, if you want to follow me and my personal model journey, is at Mal the Model, M-A-L the Model. And do you have an official website? It's actually in the works right now, Shanice, so I'm glad that you asked about it. Um, I would project that it's going to be live within the next two weeks, and it's www.MalloryB.com. I'm super excited to have the handle back because when I first, you know, started really wanting to brand myself, I hired somebody, and that went left, and so did my domain. So I recently was just actually able to purchase it back. So these are really exciting times. Um, for myself and the direction I'm headed. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know you have a full plate today. Tell us where you're about to head to next uh, to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to my alma mater. NC State University had an event, um, a panelist from 5 to 7 tonight. Um, So kudos to the NASA students at NC State, but I am a part of what we call as an urban Indian organization. Um, since I'm in Raleigh, there are no tribes located here, but we didn't say, we didn't think that that was a reason not to have Native relationships in a smaller community in Raleigh-Durham. So what we have is Triangle Native American Society, and I am an active member of that organization, and we are getting together and having dinner and a small program in Apex. So I'm going to be headed out just shortly uh, with some of my family from around the state that now lives in Raleigh and the greater Triangle community, and we're just going to have a good time celebrating who we are. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Congratulations on your award and your accomplishments. You said, you know, you've just been in the industry for five years. You've done a lot of things in that five years. So continue success. Thank you so much. And Shanice, I would be so wrong if I failed to mention the fact that I own a Native American magazine. Like, this really slipped through um, in our conversation, but it's called the Phoenix Tribune. And we kicked off the magazine last April 15th of 2018. And it went on a small hiatus for about four months this year, but we are relaunching on November the 1st. So um, stay tuned and looking for all the great things that are coming with the magazine. It is now going to be more online of a presence with blogging um, and writers from around the U.S. and beyond. But November is Native American Heritage Month. So um, definitely be on the lookout for the the Phoenix Tribune at the Phoenix Tribune on Instagram. And we will have a handle up live for that in the next few days. All right. Well, you got a lot okay. going on, girl. Girl. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> it keeps me busy. But any any work that you're passionate about is, is work and time well spent. And that's I believe in that. So. Well, thanks again for being on the show today. I was honored to be able to spotlight you on this day. And again, continue success. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of the week. And we'll talk again, I'm sure, Shanice. It was my pleasure. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And thank you to my fabulous guest today, Mallory B. Richardson. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and all of her projects coming up. And also make sure you root for her at the Full Figure Industry Awards coming up November 2nd in New York. I've been your host today, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.